Greetings everyone, this is V, aka Vernon English, and today I'm going to switch it up a little bit and I'm going to talk about the process of the writing uh, that I'm currently experiencing, and I will update on how that is coming along. It's actually a really cool thing to progressively see how the story has come about, and I just wanted to comment on that just to begin, and then I can go into the story a little bit and talk about the characters that have been moving around and doing certain things. It's really, really cool. So give me one moment. So first and foremost, my name is V, AKA Vernon. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to anybody else listening for the first time. Now, this is for anyone, and I like doing this for new listeners, just to give a, a clear update and justification of what my story is. And it is a series called Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds. Now, wrap your mind around that concept in itself. Now, we are in a world the size of the sun. Now, the sheer scape and scope of something that size has taken some time and a few years for me to understand the the magnitude of what it was that I was bringing and I'm not one of those science fiction writers that does not explain things for the the continuity of it in fact I will explain anything that anyone asks and so other things I will tell you that I'm not going to answer them <laughs> However, that is so that there is a continuity of mysteriousness about the story. And in certain instances, there are many of them, but at this particular point in this story, it's pretty simple, pretty tame, as far as the level of obscurity and confusing projects and things that I present to you as the listener. Now, you, you must understand, too, that this story goes on forever and it's a never-ending story and it's a gift to myself first and it's something that I love deeply because I would never ever have conceived of myself having the opportunity to create something like this and then to have it make sense and gift it to someone also gives me uh, an added joy and bonus so wrapping your mind around the world the size of the Sun we have all these different characters that exist and the characters move on their own they breathe on their own they have their own storylines as far as what it is that they choose to do even without their memories and that is what happened at the beginning of the story uh, the mysteriousness of an event as I just gingerly call it but it could be anything else Everyone mysteriously forgot their memories. There are no books, there are no CDs, no hieroglyphs, nothing recounting of the past. And that's initially where the story begins. Now, where you see that as a character motif, and I was writing about this yesterday while I was just thinking, I was saying like, wow, there's a lot of information and a lot of things to do, particularly when talking about a person's memory and understanding what that means to 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 have that 
and people stay themselves and build themselves off of something that one could even think is fleeting and it's not fleeting it's something that you believe in and it's not something that just generally goes away it's something that persists and and you believe in this image that once was in a moment and i've talked about this on many podcasts but i won't go into too much detail uh just yet but i'll talk about what it was that i was writing about uh this past two days and in the installments so i i started with the concept okay of the people and these characters forgetting their memories but then too i started expanding on the world and expanding on the notion that if no one knew anything then anything was possible and that excited me and it wasn't just science fiction it wasn't just fantasy it was the opportunity to craft someone's memories based off of a good or bad thing the notion and this coming from someone who is young and to understand the importance of what it makes up of a human being is what I'm constantly tinkering away with. It is if I'm a scientist going into a lab each day and sitting there and observing something in their own natural environment or controlled environment and theorizing what would happen and then looking at different instances of what happens if someone experienced something like that. If someone has lived their whole life and they've loved this woman their whole life and then that woman particularly leaves that person, what is the magnitude of how that affects that man or person's life? And then inevitably how that person comes back and then they patch it up together and then they live happily ever after and after, 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 after. There's a thing of understanding what stories after the stories means. And this is, if anyone was to ask, like, yo, what, what, what does this mean? Like, what, what is this story about? I would basically say that it's the stories after the stories that make sense. And for anybody else experiencing it, there is a sense of accomplishment on my part just for me versing what a character would do nature versus nurture it's a very head trippy subject and the thing that i want of this podcast to be of note is that i've written many many things in life right and so it all comes around full circle when i think about the characters that i want to live and how i want them to move and even the characters that don't do said things, the impact that they have and the messages that they bring. And, and so I sat down for oh, this is the past two days and I'll do so for the rest of this month in overhaul finishing my book. And this is the fourth book. And I tell people this all the time when I'm like, okay, yo, I'm working on something, I'm working on something. They're like, yeah, 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 sure you are, sure you are. And I'm like, you have no idea. Um, the level of how my brain can go into something and I have to turn that down. I have to turn it off in a sense and to have a, a sense of normalcy by sitting with someone and then having another conversation. 
otherwise I would just simply be in that world while they are seemingly or seemingly walking and talking to me and I'll be like huh what 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 and celestial is one of those places that can easily be done with that there is uh, a sense of open world ended that only someone who plays video games or who can understand missions and things like this or, or a grand like hours and hours and hours spending doing non-arbitrary things but survival things and then the impact of the mental capacity to verse losing something so important to someone is not something to scoff at it's not something to feign ignorance about uh, we have uh, or I have had instances of people come to me and it was actually a gentleman whom I was just sitting with and we had a conversation where he had visited one of his family members who had Alzheimer's and I had told him my story and how impactful that was to him and I didn't even know that his father grandfather or anybody in his family was affected by it I was just telling a story and giving him a gift literally of art and he really enjoyed that he really understood what it was that I was saying in my story and I appreciate when people or when it comes full circle that way that's why I sit so much and think well not even sitting but just thinking about the dialogue between these said things and characters what I'm playing it in the fourth book is going into a deeper aspect of what these humanoid beings are experiencing uh, the sense of loss of a mate is anyone can experience you know love loss or anything like that however the impact of the mental fortitude or the significance of doing so is different in this world it is not just so much some Instagram hookup or girlfriend or boyfriend and then you guys don't talk to each other but still have messages and things like this or snapchat this isn't the case the impactfulness is the whole continuity of life itself to understand one's inner being people or the person who unfollowed on instagram that person knows at least five minutes of what they've experienced thusly in the last day they can give an account however people from celestial cannot give said account so easily and it is not so brazenly understood how to fashion a life there are certain people in the first book where their whole entire lives were all planned out everything down to a T they were so meticulous so everything and they were in the highlight of their life the, the ending of their lives they were great and, and everything wiped away with no trace, no nothing, no, no one giving them an account of what it was that they experienced or their accomplishments. It's just some inkling or some feeling in the back of their throat that something was missing. And I'm doing more research on Alzheimer's and amnesia because the, the frontal lobes or the side lobes or the part of the brain that it, it affects so much is not to be scoffed at, is not, not a, a plaything. So, as I multitask and tell you about this part of the story, you must understand that the fourth book 
has become a grand conversation. It is turning into one of my favorite pieces uh, along with the second book that I'm enjoying. That's why I'm still reading the second book. But the fourth, the fourth book is culminating into different scenes and different scenarios and ultimately different conversations that I've never had before. And one being as in motives. And the motive of doing something, the reasoning why someone would choose in their life to have the rest of their lives be based off of one decision that they may or may not have known or it may or may not be true. It's just them going off of an instinct and it raises the question of nature versus nurture at its core. Like what are you? Who made those decisions? Was it you? Was it someone else? Was it just simply how you were raised? Is it something that impacts you and your decisions and how you treat others to this day is because of something that happened to you in the past? Is it a conversation that happened that way or is it just an instance or an event that cascaded and changed your entire timeline so that you treat everyone else differently this way? And the thought persists and has never changed since. Like these are certain things that as a person, a part of a society, I do not look at things right or wrong. I'm simply looking at something so that I can better craft the character again. In certain instances in stories or even movies or even video games, that it's, it's thrust into something. You're funneled into a storyline and the open-endedness is a part of a different video game. You, you have the liberty of spending over 20 hours or 30 or 50 or 70 hours exploring a world versus actually having a mission and having a, a, a clear motive and doing something. And, and life is many things and I would never say that I know anything about it. However, the one thing that I'm researching is something that I'm constantly reaffirming myself with. So the unknown is a book and you, you have big unknown on the front of the book and I'm constantly flipping through all of these pages that change in real time of people because they are alive. They do things, they, they experience things, they let you know what they like and what they don't like. And so these characters that I created, the amazing thing is that they do the same thing. And it sounds confusing to someone on the outside who is a writer or is someone who is not familiar with me or my story, but this is only the beginning. This is only season three or, or, or part of book two. I haven't even gone to book three yet, and, and I'm still currently writing book four. And when I say it's a, a never-ending story, I literally mean that as far as the culmination of how I see the next 50 years I will never tell someone what I see. I'm just going to write it in the most fantastical, ridiculous fashion so that they don't even know it's a book, it's just something, he's a guy, he was smoking his weed and talking on his podcast. But I want this so that I can come back and be proud of it later on in life. The characters in the fourth book have a dense, different feel to it. I was about to say dense. And yes, it is a bit more heavier than the first original two books. It's not something so simple, it's not something so vapid, or something from the surface where one could even think of 
for me just leaving something about how this person feels these these beings are in a sense of disconnect and so one could think of pain and sense of longing for something that they're missing which inevitably you could surmise but then there are other things too where other characters really don't even care about their memories like that they don't even care about the things they've done in the past or if there has any weight or credence as to what they're doing today they just want to survive they just want to live they just want to find a place sit there and create a bubble so that things can move and, and they can get a sensory overload just staved off of it for two seconds and, and to get their mental clarity back. I understand that there's a city and I understand that there's a forest and I understand that certain people have a way of wanting to live. However, the characters in this story do not force or however, they don't have someone forcing that perpetual image upon them just yet uh, certain others do but in the fourth book I'm, I'm playing with these concepts of getting what it is that you need and and understanding what it is that you need and the notion of how powerful a memory is that someone would actually go to the ends of the earth and beyond to get a memory not even the thing it's just a memory of that thing a piece of that thing a piece of pain or shrapnel whatever you want to call it and how impactful that is there there are certain heirlooms there are certain things in life that are of no value to anyone but the person who sees the value in it places that priceless tag on it and from them it is it belongs to them because it is their priceless thing in their mind it's something that they remember it's a smell it's a feeling it's a, a note of music that creates a harmony that eases someone's day just for a moment and I never 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 devalue the impact of what that truly means and, and what that means to me is that I'm still understanding memories like I'm not even classically trained I'm not in psychology I'm not into any of the the, the studies of the mind or any clinical thing I just look at you know what Wikipedia says and then go on from there or give an account of what someone has been mentioning but the, the the thing that I want to impart on you this day is that I'm a writer and so can you I'm writing and I'm talking about it this is a fun process you're literally in the writer's chair with me each day as I present something to you and today is the the notion of how the fourth book is coming about I have no qualms with the complexities of how every character can present this problem and it's not just someone forgetting their memories and so then the lack thereof is being the inherent problem no it goes far beyond that and it is so multifaceted that I have these characters who are paying to get said things back. And how do you even pay for something that there is a world of no currency? How do you 
place value upon something where everything is new? And, and how do you impart a former memory to someone who doesn't even understand the impactfulness of a, a forgotten thing? It, it, it takes some ingenuity and some cleverness to tell someone or even a child and to, oh, uh, here's a greater point of explaining something to a child and making it make sense to her or him and then making it make sense to an adult but not losing any point of explanation and complexity in the process. That is one of my goals. So in the next few weeks, I'm going to start overhauling all of my stories from this fourth book. And I'm really, really excited about that because the fourth book has all of the additions from the first one. I, I update the stories from the first series uh, the Green King, or Green Kings, excuse me, and the little litigator, uh, this young one and her guardian, a couple other different characters make an appearance. And then in the second book, it's more or less like a continuation of all of these different stories and what happens afterwards and where the expanded world goes into. And it's not just so much, like I say, them forgetting their memories, it's a conversation and a bit of human or rather grounded understanding of what a memory truly is. It's not just a feeling, it's not just a smell, it's not just a sound. It's something else that we experience on a daily basis that we don't have a sensory overload. It's a scene, it's, it's something more than that. It's a moving thing. And even after you describe it, that thing has already changed. And so then you have to go in and reevaluate what it was that you experienced. That's why we have artists. That's why we have, I guess, I suppose myself to give a reference so that you know, oh, that was a vector point. That, that was on a graph, but it was not a graph. It was just shapeless. And, and then it goes on from there. So this is V, a.k.a. Vernon English. I have more for you. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, hit the subscribe button and I have more of an installment from the second book and then we'll be going into the third book very soon so thank you so much this is V aka Vernon English thank you thank you thank you thank you